Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, April 22nd, we look at Lesson 4, Fear God and Give Glory to Him. Together, let's look at what it means to have the patience of the faith and the faith of Jesus. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, here we are, Lesson 4, Fear God and Give Glory to Him. Uh, And this is coming from Revelation 14, verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. I like that. So uh, fearing God and giving glory to him. And I know we're going to talk about this here in just a minute, uh, fearing God, but it's not something you have to be afraid of. No, it's not. Well, jump straight into it, Michael. It's All right, Sunday lesson. It. You're doing it. Fear let's God. Verse 7. So fear God. What does fear God mean? And I, I know we've talked about this in other lessons, other times and places, but it probably is good for us to re- remember this again. And, um, and, and, and what you have to understand is what does the original word fear mean? It's not fear as in I have Hooray. to be scared. Yeah, yeah. Um, but rather um, it, it, it can actually mean something much different and, and, and kind of more of a, a, a deeper sense of, of, of a profound sense of awe and respect. There you go. And, and, and so when I say fear God, hey, pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Something significant uh, going on here, and 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 this is kind of the whole point. God wants our attention, doesn't He? So, uh, fear God and give glory to Him. And so that's that's really what is going on here, because what follows this whole segment here is 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 a matter of life and death. It's of eternal consequence. Um, how we understand and relate to uh, God, especially in this end time scenario and these three angels messages. And so, um, so he wants our attention, which leads to this whole concept of fearing and obeying God. How does, how does that work out, Buster? You know, Deuteronomy 6, verse 2, Psalm 119. Uh, mm-hmm. talk, talk a little bit about this. It says, what else does the Bible teach us about what it means to fear God? And mm-hmm. I love your definition there, Michael, of uh, awe, reverence. It's amazing that science is now trying to measure awe, right? So yeah. uh, there's a podcast a friend rec- recommended to me. It's called On Being, and there's a specific episode called Awe, and they're measuring people's... Got to check this out. Yes, it's, a, it's, a, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But a, as we go through it, uh, if you look at Christians' lives, those who have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. sometimes in our relationship, we become synonymous with God. It's a very dangerous place to be. Uh, if I yeah. think that me and God Make are religion about ourselves, yeah, kind of yeah, me, me and God, we're not BFFs, <laughs> right? <laughs> like we're, we're not, we're not these people that come together and chat it up and no, I come to worship him. Yeah. He is my he God, is actually right? God. Yeah. yeah. And he, ha- he wants this relationship with me, but that relationship is very much of creator creation, mm-hmm. right? I am not cr- the creator with him. And so understanding that is very important. Uh, so it says Deuteronomy six verse two that you may live uh, that you may fear the Lord your God and keep all the statutes and commandments which I command you you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life and that your days may be prolonged in the Old Testament is your ray and the New Testament we see this uh, word phobio right mm-hmm. uh, which we get the word 
phobias from, but it's a little bit different here. Let's, let's look at this. Your hands have made and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Verse uh, 74 of Psalm 119. Those who fear you will be glad when they see, when they see me because I have hoped in your word. Right. And so yeah. this is not shaking your boots. Mm-hmm. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is, uh, is man's all Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen and verse 14 for God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret, secret thing, whether good or evil. Mm-hmm. And so this is, is talking about once again, looking towards God, fearing and obeying, but not obeying out of fear. I like that. Right. We fear uh, or we, we reverence and we obey because the thing that's driving both of these things is love, actually. Mm. Right. Well, I mean, it's just like, you know, when you fall in love with somebody. Right. You know, if, if I come home, <laughs> say, oh, I better I have to bring you roses again. You know? Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to love me. Every every Friday I have to bring roses or else she's not happy. Here, here they are. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, well, what kind of relationship is that? That is, that's not a relationship. You know, oh, my goodness. So, you know, this is part of of I think is and, and, and you know, I mean, we're exaggerating to make a point. But yes, we but, are. But <laughs> yeah, sorry, sweetie. Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but 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 really, you know, I mean, it, it, this all all of this that we're talking about is relational, right? And and God wants our hearts, and when we're captivated, and that comes back to this idea of fear, of awe and wonder and amazement and appreciation and admiration then um, we will want to do those things. Not because we have to, but because we will be motivated. We see God has our best interest at heart and he loves us and, and wants what's best for us. Yeah, you, you know, I think of the text, First uh, John, that perfect love casts out all fear. Mm-hmm. But in order for that perfect love to cast out fear, sometimes in the beginning, yeah, you might be afraid, right? You might bow down like Isaiah did and and be afraid. But then there comes this moment of consolation because that's what the presence of God does. And once you get to know him, you realize he's actually love. And that that fear that you had then becomes all, which then becomes love. So this is graduation of, 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 emotions of feelings but also of of understanding that you have with god yeah so maybe you're afraid of this person that you don't know in the beginning but then as you get to know him you realize you can trust him and you realize he is god he's creator and that he wants to save you mm-hmm. right and so that's what i believe it ta- is talking about there that this perfect love is casting out all fear mm-hmm. and so michael one of the ways to receive that is to live a god-centered life tell us that about that as tuesday's lesson Absolutely. So there's a couple passages here that are highlighted. Matthew 6, 33, uh, seek first uh, his kingdom and righteousness. Uh, Colossians 3, set your things on uh, your hearts on things above, right? Um, Hebrews 10, verses 1 and 2, that um, these are all things a shadow of what is coming uh, but not the realities themselves. In other words, there is a better reality coming, right? There, there is. That, that's around the corner. So, so that we um, set our expectations not on ourselves and what we want, but what, on, what, what God wants. God wants something that's better for us. And we have to remember, we, we, we can't make religion about ourselves. It, we oftentimes do. It's easy uh. to do. We make it about ourselves. And, and God's like, no, no, no. I want your attention. There's something better 
Um, and, and, and just think about this. If the Bible or, you know, as Adventists, you know, we, we value Ellen White's writings, right? If, if, if whatever we read that we believe is inspired, if it always agrees with us, then, then, you know, we're really not actually listening and hearing the voice of God speaking to us. We're making proof texting, whatever it is we wanted to say that yes. we wanted to say. Uh, but, but reality is, is that God actually wants us to really um, wrestle with and, and set our hearts on things above. And, and that means it's going to challenge us in our everyday lives. How do we connect? How do we relate with, with those around us? Okay. And, and so that's, that's a huge part of what's, what's going on and um, living a God-centered life. So um, God challenges us. Hey, the way you relate to other people, it matters. It makes all the difference. And um, it does. Yeah. And so, you know, as we've kind of looked at fearing God and, and making sense of all of that, but ultimately the kind of the next step is giving glory to God. What does that mean, Buster? So First Corinthians uh, is highlighted a lot here that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that we don't belong to ourselves, we belong to God. Uh, that's 1 Corinthians 6 and 1 Corinthians 3. But then 1 Corinthians 10, 31, Therefore, whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. I love it later. Uh, actually, previous to that, it says, uh, Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Uh, and so we see that in the book of Colossians, actually. Uh, and so... Also, we see here Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And finishing up there, verse 2, and do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so it's talking about the totality of our life choices. Mm. Uh, and not only that, it's also talking to us about the understanding of God and what he wants from us. Mm -hmm. He wants us to rededicate ourselves to him, to mm -hmm. intentionally say, God, we belong to you yeah. and we want to belong to you. Yeah, sure. Uh, and it's not this force thing, mm -hmm. but in order for me to give glory to you, it's not just about, it's not just about my actions, mm -hmm. right? It's about my mind. It's yeah. about my entire being surrendered under to the the gospel cause wow saying god you can have all of me not just some of me mm -hmm. uh if god just wanted your sabbath keeping and your tithe mm -hmm. he would just ask for your sabbath keeping your tithe your sabbath keeping your tithe but he wants you mm -hmm. he wants he wants us yeah. and that's how we glorify god mm -hmm. by saying god our lives are everything they belong to you mm. so michael finish this up with revelations overcomers yeah that's that sounds like pretty intense there right yes <laughs> the overcomers that could be like a tv series yes it could it hey could. channel check this out you know here's an <laughs> idea for you uh but the overcomers revelations overcomers and and specifically uh, honed in on, on on the last part there of, of, of verse 12 here are they that keep the commandments of god and have the faith of jesus and as an Adventist historian i'd be remiss if i didn't mention that you know this is part of our identity crucial aspect of our identity two aspects um commandment keeping and the faith of jesus and and we've traditionally used this to help identify because there are other churches think of you know part of what makes adventism unique is commandment keeping is keeping the seventh day sabbath right i mean keeping all of god's commandments uh, hence 
God's people at the end of time are, are identified by this. And, and by the way, there are other denominations like Seventh-day Baptists and others that, that do keep the, the Sabbath, Seventh-day mm-hmm. Sabbath. And the, and the testimony of uh, uh, the faith of Jesus, which uh, Revelation 19, verse 10, uh, the faith of Jesus, uh, uh, what's described here, the, the testimony of Jesus as it's otherwise translated is the spirit of prophecy or the gift of prophecy. In other words, they will keep all of God's commandments, they will keep the Sabbath, and they will have the Latter-day manifestation of the gift of prophecy. And also, Buster, there are other churches that claim to have the prophetic gift. There are. But I know of no church that claims to have both of these two defining characteristics. I think that's this, this is why it's core and central to our Adventist um, identity here. So that's, that's the first thing I want to point out. And then the lesson kind of comes back to, you know, Hebrews again, and it's talking about what does it mean? What is the means of overcoming and living lives that fear God and give him glory? Well, um, passage here in Hebrews is pointing to Jesus as our high priest, who's someone who's able to to empathize with our weakness, yes. someone who's tempted in every way, just as we are, but yet without sin. And and I, I think this is um, amazing because this is what, what Jesus says, I love you. I know what it's like to be human. I know what it's like to suffer and temptation and sin and everything else. And yet I want to be in relationship with you. I want you to be an overcomer. I want you to be, we're talking about hope, right? Right. Um, and the end that there will be uh, a moment of victory in the end and, and something that we look forward to, um, which brings one other interesting point. And, and I know you talked a little bit about the, the book on leadership and stuff like that in our last episode, but, but I, I think this is important to understand is a, a sign of healthy leadership right. is when people are willing to do the same thing that they're asking you to do. Mm. Right. Um, I, I was recalling and I want to be very careful because I'm not here to embarrass anybody, but I remember a time early on in my life and career where I, I took a job and, and I was asked and, but I found out I was getting paid half of what other people were getting paid. And then I realized, wait a minute, this is not good. I can't afford to actually live in this kind of place with that kind of pay. Not that I didn't want to. Yeah. And eventually I had to leave just because I couldn't survive. My, we just couldn't survive. And, and then I realized recently talking to a mentor, talking to a friend that, uh, you know, when you're dealing with situations like this, that it's toxic leadership. If people are asking you to do something that they themselves would not be willing to do. Yes. And then I, I had this aha moment, this, this light bulb went off, Buster, that, wait a minute, that was toxic. That's toxic for people <laughs> to demand things that they would not uh, be willing to ever do themselves. They yeah. would not be willing to take that same job that you're doing for the, half the pay, um, knowing what they know and everything else. And, and that's disappointing. That's disappointing. And, and you know, and, and probably the best thing was, it was the only choice I had was to, to find something different. And, and God did, you know, God leads and you learn and grow and mature in your life. But, but that is a sign of healthy leadership when you have leaders that are willing to empathize, willing to put themselves in your shoes, right? And even more so, the God of the universe, True. Jesus Christ himself, willing to come, condescend, come to this earth, he says, you know, hey, I want you to be an overcomer, but it's not like, hey, you need to try harder, Buster. You just need to, you need to work out more, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? No, you, no, you need to trust in me, right? Yeah. And, and that's the beautiful thing of the gospel is we can count on Jesus. He does succor, as the old King James says, or he does sympathize. He, he has our best interest at heart. And when we trust him, we know him, we have that relationship. Um, we will be the overcomers. And we like to talk about overcoming the remnant and finally making it through the end time events and everything else. But it's not because we're perfect enough. No. It's because we're perfectly surrendered. Yeah, because we trust in the perfect Savior.
Exactly. And that, that gives me hope. It helps me to realize I don't have to be a spiritual superman or superwoman, that I just need to trust Jesus each and every day. You, you know, uh, Michael, as you're sharing there, I think uh, the, it probably resonates. I know it re- resonates with me, but probably with our audience as well. Uh, having a picture that was painted by someone of an incorrect God and listening to that and feeling that you can't go to the presence of God mm-hmm. because your sin is too much, because you're not good enough, because yeah. you didn't keep the Sabbath perfectly, yeah. because you didn't return this or you didn't do that, or because you're, you look a certain way, whatever it might be, that you feel like you can't go to the presence of God. This is what we're urging you to do, mm-hmm. to go and meet God for yourself. I don't care if you've been in the church for 70 years, if you've been in the church for one year, if you're accidentally popped up on this podcast, mm-hmm. talk to God, invite his presence into your life and like watch it. that fear turn yeah. into glory, mm. right? Because he is worthy to be praised and he is a God who gets rid of the guilt. Mm-hmm. The enemy, the devil runs off of guilt and shame and blame. God runs off of repentance and God runs off of, of, of saving grace. God runs off of, of conviction, yeah. Right. There's a yeah. difference between guilt and conviction. Guilt. There's not much you can do about it. You just mm. harp on it. Right. Yep. But conviction shows you a way out. Mm. And God always gives a way out. His way out is love. Yeah. And I, I don't want to sound is. like a broken record because <laughs> that love comes with with consequences as well. Mm-hmm. Because I love God, I choose to obey him. Right. Uh, yeah. And that means I give up some things, but it also means I gain so much more than I've given up. Awesome. All right. So, Michael, I, I love that. And. Thank you for really landing that that plane and bringing it home for us. Well, so much just depends on a picture of God, how we understand God and a right picture of God's character and his relationship to us. Yes. Well, I think we've kind of hit the point home and, uh, you know, uh, fear God and give glory to him. But I hope that gives new meaning as you think about that this week and apply it to your own life. And until next week, uh, this is Sue. And Swoops, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.